Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. You're listening to Simply Stogies, a monthly podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back and relax while James brings you along on his journey as a new cigar smoker. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, and will probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. This episode, we have with us uh, the founder, the guy behind uh, this this brand new newsletter that's out there in the cigar world, uh, The Blend. Evan, welcome to Simply Stogies. Thank you. Thank you, James. We're, we're happy to have you here. I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out more about your journey and how you came to to start The Blend, and how things are going, and, and, and all of that. But before we do... I'd like to say a big congratulations to Spoiler They Die, one of the podcasts of the great family of podcasts over at creativebraincandy.com as they have reached their 50th episode this week. Congratulations to them. That is a huge milestone that not a lot of podcasts make. So if you're into true crime, go check out Spoiler They Die, creativebraincandy.com. There are a couple chicks in Canada who have a dark sense of humor, but they are very respectful of the victims as they take you through true crime as only Cat and Logan can, createabraincandy.com, check them out. And while you're on the internet, uh, make sure you, uh, if you like what you hear here at Simply Stogies Podcast, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Simply Stogies and support us. Uh, with your support, we can continue to get out there and go to the trade show in July and, and to the Charlotte uh, Cigar Fest in May and beyond the Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest later on this year. And it just keeps going and going. There's always somewhere to go, somewhere to be. Uh, with your help, we can get out there and we can do it. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Simply Stogies. And thank you so much for even considering becoming a supporter of Simply Stogies podcast. And now that all the shilling is out of the way, Evan, welcome to Simply Stogies. Thank you. Thank you. So let's let's start at the beginning because that's where every great story starts is the beginning. How did you start smoking cigars? So this is a tricky one because I feel like everyone kind of starts different ways. Sometimes they start fast, sometimes they start slow, but I really, I kind of got my start smoking cigars back when I was like 19, 20, um, around that point. But I wouldn't say that I was a serious cigar smoker by any means. My dad's always been a cigar smoker and, uh, it was something where I was like, Oh, you know, I'm going to smoke cigars. I'm going to, I'm going to get into this. And I did it. I have a terrible memory. I should preface this with that, but, um, but it doesn't get better as you get older. Just, I, just yeah, I know it, it really has not improved whatsoever, no, no. but, um, but yeah, so I got into it. I smoked, smoked cigars probably, I want to say like six months and went really heavy on like the Connecticut's and stuff. Um, but then I kind of like, I moved away from it. You know, I'd have a cigar every so often with my dad in the summer outside or on the 4th of July or whatever, but it wasn't until, I'd say a uh, little bit before last summer. So maybe last spring, I really kind of started to pick up getting into it. It's a good way to spend time with my dad. You know, we'd sit outside and, um, you know, with the pandemic and everything, when that came on, 
it kind of became the only way to see people as my my apple watch is talking right now sorry um i'm like what's going on um but it became a good way to hang out with people during the pandemic outside uh, you know at social distances if you will and that's kind of like when i picked up so i'd say i've probably been into cigars heavy for like a year to a year and a half so covid19 is really what pushed you into the hobby before that you were you would say you were more on the fringe socially every once in a while with your dad yeah, who who would know, who would think that an affliction of the lungs would push me into smoking cigars? <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 really what did it. Up until that point, it was kind of like cigar here and there with dad. I'm kind of like when I do things too, like, I, and it doesn't matter what it is. I kind of just go like way too crazy right off the rip. Um. So whatever happened, you know, whatever that final hook was that like really pulled me into cigars. After that, the rest was history, and now it's you know it's just over the top. Do you remember what that maybe that cigar was during COVID-19? You're like, this is why am I not doing this more often? This cigar is amazing. Was it maybe one cigar? Oh, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to think back because I'm like, I see pictures in my head of the cigars that I smoked, but I'm like, what cigar was it? I actually I, I think I know what it was. My dad's a very affordable cigar smoker and um, frugal. He's yeah, frugal. a frugal. He's a frugal cigar smoker, yeah. you know. And he, uh, I think he reached out to me about a deal that was on, um, it was on Holtz, Holtz cigars. And he's like, "This is a crazy deal. It's like only fifteen bucks. You get these, like, you get these ten cigars, whatever. You know, they're great cigars." <laughs> and uh, I bought some for him. He's like, "Can you order them for me? I I already ordered some." And so I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll order some for you because like it was like a, a one per person thing." Sure. But then I was, but then I was like, oh, this, this does look pretty good. You know, like, and I think I ordered a, myself a second pack of those same cigars with a different email address. And that was my first plunge in. And I want to say, oh man, it was like a mixed bag, but I can't remember which one out of that, but that was what set me off was that interaction. I know that was the first time I've thought about it, but that is what pulled me in. That was my first cigar purchase for myself since this all started was a like crazy deal pack from Holtz. Right. That's what allowed the CAD to take hold inside of you. Exactly. And then after that, it was like, um, you know, I started smoking them and then I kind of was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to drag my friends into this. So um, (laughs) throughout the summer, I started having guys over and we would socially distance outside. We would smoke some meats. We would get bottles of whiskey and I'd, I'd pick two cigars for everyone and I'd order those online. And we did that like once a month. So that's kind of like where I picked up. But those cigars that I was smoking then, like um, like Monte Cristo Classic, stuff like that, they're more of the stuff that you'd find like, you know, traditional cigars, international, like, you know, the type stuff that when you get into it, you, you start smoking. But it's that's that's changed quite a bit. Now I'm in boutiques and all that stuff. You know, it's it has that. It's interesting that you bring that up. That's obviously how a lot of us started. That's how I started several years ago was smoking the JR specials. Look, I can get, you know, X amount of cigars for $20. This is a great deal. Not really knowing what was out there. And then when you find what's out there, see, you're not, you're not like your dad. Now you're, you're not really a frugal smoker. You like, yeah. Wife wishes I was a frugal smoker. So does mine. And I I will say that my dad now is, is a, a much more refined smoker. He is also less frugal. And it's also because I order way too many cigars, so I just end up feeding him fantastic cigars all the time. Let's, all right, let's let's play this game. How many cigars do you have in your humidor? Go. I think at this point, rough count is probably like 
650 or something like that. Oh, that's not, that's, that's a respectable number, Evan. That is a very respectable number. <laughs> I have recently dwindled under a thousand. So wow. I am, I, my wife is happy that it's under a thousand. I haven't bought any in about 30 days. So I'm, that's I'm impressive. In, I, you have no idea. So this, this just <laughs> happened the other day, which I thought was comical. So I was ordering, I've been ordering cigars like crazy to the point where it's like every single day I had some box coming in, whether it was from a trade or it was from yeah. a store, whatever, I would have cigars coming in. It's like, I want to say like a week ago, my wife goes, Hey, uh, the postman, he stopped me outside. Um, and he asked if you're, if my husband was okay. And I was like, Oh yeah. And she, he, she goes, yeah, he was worried because there were no packages coming to the house anymore. And he, he, he used to bring them so frequently. He wanted to make sure something that everything was okay. So I laughed and, I, and then he pulled me aside. I want to say like four days ago, he's like, he's like, you know, I really appreciate your business. You used to always have packages all the time. I was like, Oh man, I really do have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, I am on a first name basis with the mail person. Uh, the, the mail person here, I call them person cause I don't want to, I don't know what they, you know, what, what their pronouns are. And I don't, yeah. I don't want that the hate post mail. person. Yeah. The post person. Uh, I was walking my daughter around the block and we were going to go down to the park and she stops me. She's like, Oh, Hey, here, here's this package for you. It wasn't cigars. Shockingly enough. It wasn't, but it was <laughs> cigar related. It was some, uh, uh, shirts that I ordered, uh, simply stogie shirts and whatnot. Uh, I'm like, Oh, thank you. I've been waiting for this. She's like, yeah, it's been kind of light lately. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure has. Thanks. Have a good day. At that point, I'm like, I, I need to stop or at least slow down. The cigar uh, enthusiasts are the ones that have been keeping the post office in business. Uh, without a doubt, without us, it would have been it would have gone away a long time ago, and we'd have to be, rely on Pony Express or whatever's out there. So let me. <laughs> so do you, do you remember what that first cigar was that you smoked? <sighs> you, like I know I that takes me back. I don't remember the first one I smoked. I know it was an Espinosa but I don't remember anything more specific than that. Do you remember your first cigar? I want to say it was like, oh, man. What the, my, my dad's also in my laundry right now smoking, and so he's, like, trying to figure it out, too. At the same time. <laughs> um, he's saying it's a Connecticut, too. What Connecticut? We're, we're, I, I don't even know. We, I, I don't know if it's – I know <laughs> one of the first ones I ever had was Rocky Patel, Connecticut, is what I used to have back in the day. This time around, I can't remember. It was probably Connecticut that got me started. I can tell you the first like memorable one that I like when I really knew that I like kind of caught the bug was actually um, I felt like super cool about it when I smoked it was like um, the cigar culture blend number blend number two blend number three. That was like the first one that I remember feeling like pretty cool. Like I had joined some discord groups. I had been doing like reading some stuff. And I placed an order and that was like the first like unheard of brand that I had bought um, that I was like pretty amped about. But I think that was like, that's the first one that comes to mind about something that I like when I really kind of got into it was the cigar culture blend. Do you have a, do you have a favorite cigar right now? Not to put you on the spot because we're going to talk about your newsletter here in just a little bit. And I know for me, a lot of people are like, well, what's your favorite cigar? And everybody knows that I have a favorite brand and that's Castagli. I, I am a fanboy, and I, like, there's yeah, nothing you, I I, do you even it. went as far as to get their like exclusive Lebanon release or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 100. Yeah. Yeah. That's that that review uh, 
uh, will be out next week. I'm trying to think of dates. It should be out next week. This, no, next week will be, yeah, that's it. Origins will be out next week. This week was uh, uh, The Enigma, which everyone should be able to see, simplystogies.com. And uh, last week was The Spilato number two. So it's like the, it's the, uh, uh, it's a Castagli April is what I call it. You fancy, you fancy, sir. Um, well, I don't know <laughs> about that. I just, I like what I like. You know, that's, I mean, that's the way to do it. So the, the interesting thing about my humidor is, so when I first started kind of building the collection, I was buying a lot of boxes and I found myself that I constantly wanted to try new things. And so I'd buy these boxes and I'd smoke like two of them and then I would move on to something else. Um, so what I started to do is I started buying a lot of fibers and singles and it's been very hard for me to say like, here's my go-to favorite smoke that I smoke all the time because I smoke a different cigar almost every time that I smoke. Yeah. But with that being said, I can also say I probably have like a favorite brand. My favorite brand right now is probably HBC. Oh, I, such, a, such a good, good brand. Yeah. I mean, I... From, for everything that I've smoked from them, I've enjoyed it. I think hotcakes are like addictive and fantastic. I think the 500 year anniversary, like the Soros are like incredible smokes to the point that I smoked one and then bought a box. Um, the Siri A, I've bought two boxes of those. Those are really good. I bought the HBC Black Fridays. I had a bad experience with one. I haven't smoked the second one yet, but I've been told that they're pretty good. I probably just had a bad egg. But I think HBC for the most part, I really, really like. And then for like a general like favorite cigar, I guess that I've probably smoked the most of recently is um, the uh, Herrera Esteli Maduro uh, Brazil. That has been my kind of like go to smoke. Like if I'm like looking to just light something up and chat or whatever, I, I always grab one of those. I like the Miami a lot. The Herrera Esteli Miami. The Miami is really good, too. And that was yeah. and speaking of when I bought that cigar culture bundle, I had also bought some of those Herrera Esteli Miami's. And that was another early cigar that I smoked that I thought was incredible. Are you still smoking Connecticut's or are you, have you moved on? I mean, so I've been doing this now for, this will be what third year in June. I'll be smoking cigars like on the regular. Uh, I, I still like the Connecticut. I still think that that is, I like the mild medium experience with some coffee first thing in the morning. I don't want to bombard myself with pepper and spice right away uh, with a, with a, you know, Nicaraguan Puro, but with something Dominican, uh, you know, nice, mild, medium profile, uh, Cuban. Uh, do you still like those light medium profiles today or, or are you finding yourself gravitating towards the, you know, the Herrera Steli, uh, Miami's or, or whatever? I, I, I feel like I haven't had like a Connecticut that's really done it for me lately. Um, I haven't been smoking a ton of them, but I will say when I kind of go back to them, it's just like, I don't know if I'm like past that not past that phase, but it's like, I, I just haven't been drawn to those. I think it's because I smoked them for so long, kind of out of fear of like smoking anything stronger, um, where it was just like, I always picked up a Connecticut. So now I think I am less attracted to them, but there, there are some good Connecticut's that, um, that I enjoy. Like actually I, in that first early smoking phase this time around, and I think this is what my dad was trying to tell me before, is uh, I bought the uh, Oliva Connecticut's. Those I was smoking a ton of. I thought those were incredible Connecticut cigars, like the, the construction, the burn, everything was fantastic. But if I picked one of those up now, I think I'd probably be kind of bored. Yeah, and I can understand that. 
I still like that. Like I still smoke. Uh, see, I did it different than you, right, Evan? So you you bought boxes. I, I would smoke something first to make sure I liked it. And if I liked it, I was buying a box of it because I wanted to make sure that I had it when I was in the mood for it. So I have like uh, uh, the numero uno. Like that is my number one go-to cigar in the morning. Cottontail. I just ran out of those, but that was that was a, a number one in the morning. So I, I, I did it kind of opposite, but I still find a Connecticut. I find the fun in pairing it with new coffee and yeah. seeing how it does. I, I, I mean, for something that pairs, it's like I could see that with coffee all day because they kind of go hand in hand, especially the creaminess of a lot of the Connecticut's that you get. You know, so I think it, it's probably it probably has a lot to do with the pairing. You know, I, I end up smoking a lot of the cigars that I smoke with whiskeys now. And certain whiskeys will just destroy a Connecticut. You won't even like, you yeah. know, re- really get any of the the subtleties from it. So, but coffee is something that I love to um, to smoke with as well. But I I don't smoke as early in the day most times. So usually, if it's a coffee, it's like a decaf later at night or something. You know, right? Well, I've gone to this in the in the afternoon. Have a pick me up. Have a little pick me up. I'll have a cigar. I'll have a coffee. I'll take some shots for Instagram, and then I'll sit there with my thoughts and just kind of try to decompress from whatever crazy morning I've had for a second. I thought you were going to say, I take some shots and I was going to say, wow, <laughs> you really light it up in the, in the afternoon. Uh, that's that. Well, you know, when in my twenties, maybe, but now in my forties, not, not so much. It's funny. You mentioned Instagram because like something they don't tell you when you're trying to get into cigars and like be part of the a community and produce content is you got to be like on your Instagram game. And I have to say, the last week I've really slacked to the point where some people have messaged me and they've been like, <laughs> are, are you, you okay? okay? Yeah. yeah. And are I'm you like, okay? Haven't seen anything in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm like, I know it's just like crazy week, but man, you really got to stay up on your Instagram. No, you really do. It's weird. It's fun to talk to other creators about this kind of stuff because a lot of people in the, in the community don't get it. A lot of people on Instagram are there because they just want to see what their friends are smoking. These people that they know, they follow us because, you know, we put out content and so they get to see what we're smoking and they get to interact with us that way. Right. But they don't have to, you know, put what they're smoking every time they do it. And for me, it's funny the looks that I get when I go in the lounge and I, and I take that picture in the lounge of what I'm smoking. I get the weirdest looks. Do you get that? So here's the funny thing is I have. So there's not too many big lounges around me. and because I started smoking like in the midst of COVID, everything was shut down. So the majority of my smoking is either outside on my porch or I turned my garage into what is probably a legitimate cigar lounge. That's like a 600 square foot lounge. And I have guys out every Friday. I have my dad out regularly. So I, I mostly smoke here. So the, no one gives me funny looks anymore because they know any cigar that I light up, I'm going to take a picture of it first. So nice. Lucky you. Lucky you. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, let's talk about the blend. Let's talk about this newsletter because it's interesting because you kind of went the same route I did. You kind of you fell into cigars and you were like all in on cigars. This is it. This is my hobby. I love this. And now you've turned this into content. But it's a little bit different. Talk to me a little bit about how the blend came about. Yeah. So when I was getting into cigars, I was, like I mentioned, I was on Reddit. I was in different Discord groups. I'm reading different websites with the reviews. You know, I'm signed up for emails from different stores and, and networks. 
And it was really like drinking, you know, water from like a fire hose. It was just like so much stuff, but I felt like I was trying to catch up. You know what I mean? Like learn as much as I could, as fast as I could. And at the same time, you know, there was kind of this renaissance happening with newsletters, email newsletters, where people were curating content and they were, you know, putting out this really compelling kind of weekly sends and stuff that I was enjoying outside of the cigar world. And I was like, hey, well, I'm, since I'm already doing all this stuff, why don't I start just putting it together and I'll start my own newsletter? And so that's kind of like where it came together. I was looking for like, kind of like a, a pandemic hobby, if you will. Um, I had cigars and I kind of wanted to build build something. And so that's where the, the blend came from. It was just kind of trying to put lots of lots of information in an easy to digest format out there um, for other people in the community that, that wanted to, to read it. And there is a lot of information out there. I mean, for those of that don't know, there are a ton of different sites that do reviews. There are a ton of different podcasts. There are even more YouTube channels. It, it's a lot for anybody to try to aggregate all of this into a digestible newsletter. Talk, talk to me about the process, Evan. What goes into that? How do you figure out what you're going to cover, how it's going to be laid out? Uh, how do you pull from for those? Yeah. So when I first started, it was mostly it was mostly just reviews and it was only a couple of review websites and some news. I, I think reviews for the most part uh, and for like a digest are probably the best thing because most people, they, they I think they want to see a score and they want to see like a conclusion. And then if they want to learn more, they will go and learn more. So that was like kind of the first thing I started with was like, Hey, if I can round up the reviews from the week so people can see it at a glance, that's great. Um, I started with like Half Wheel and Cigar Dojo. And then as I started to kind of try to grow and bring more content, you know, I started to loop in others like Stogie Press, Cigar Co- uh, excuse me, Cigar Coop. I feel like I'm forgetting another one, Blind Man's Puff. Um, so I started pulling in reviews from all those guys. And so the review section for the most part is pretty easy to curate. I, um, you know, I, I make sure that the conclusions are there with the scores. I always link out to the outlets, but um, where kind of some of the curation comes in and it's a, it's a careful kind of dance because email needs to be a certain length for it to be kind of like delivered to your mailbox. If not, the, the email service providers get angry and they put it in spam. So right. I try to parse some content out here and there. So a lot of times if there's like a redux, for example, like someone comes back and they smoke a cigar, you know, a second time that's an older cigar or, um, you know, they, they're smoking a cigar that they've had in their humidor for like five years. I often kind of cut those out just because like, I want someone to be able to read the review and then go take action on it. Be like, I want to try that cigar and smoke it. I don't think there's as much value for the reader. If it's something that they can't get their hands on, I think it's kind of frustrating at that point. So a lot of times in reviews, those will get chopped off. Um, sometimes, sometimes I'll chop like Cuban stuff out because you know, those aren't as readily available, but mostly it's the redux type stuff. For the news, there's a lot of like boilerplate news that comes out that's like price increases, you know, hiring decisions at companies. Most of the times I chop that out. I think the for the the average cigar enthusiast, if you will, they're more keen to learn about, you know, new lines, new releases, um, brands, things like that. So you'll always see that in the news section, but you'll see less of the things about price increases and whatnot. And then across podcasts and YouTube, that's something that I didn't do originally, but as I started to build relationships in the community, I was like, Hey, I want to like 
get these people out there. Like, you know, the half wheels of the world, everyone knows who they are. Cigar Dojo, everyone knows who they are. But, you know, there's a lot of great podcasts and YouTubers that people may not stumble across or they may not know. So I was like, I want to get these in the newsletter. And so I used to just kind of put them all in, you know, I'd put in every episode from the week, whatever. But now that I've got so many, I really try to put one from each outlet. Um, I try to pick one that's relevant. So, you know, if it's kind of just, you know, a banter one, usually I'll kind of opt to pull in one of the outlets, cigar reviews or something like that. But I really want every piece of content that's in the newsletter to be something that someone will find value in and that it it kind of has a broader appeal, if that makes sense. How many hours a day do you spend on this newsletter? Because I, honestly, that's a lot. And I can tell you from experience, we decided to get away from the news for a plethora of reasons here at Simply Stogies. So if you go to our website there, you'll find some old news. But for the most part, we don't we don't cover the news anymore because there's just so many people out there that already do. But for me, it was I would get the news second. It wasn't that everybody got the news at the same time. It was half wheel got the news and then everybody else gets the news. And in some cases, and I won't mention names uh, of manufacturers, they would send the press release to half wheel. They'd send the press release to the majority of, of larger outlets, and then they'd send it to everybody else. <laughs> well, I mean, the benefit for me is I'm aggregating. So I'm going to pull, you know, and here's the other thing. It comes out on Monday and I cover the previous week. So I'm not at the mercy of the news cycle, if you will. So, um, and I pull from all those sites. So you're always going to make sure you get the most relevant news. For the most part, half wheel usually is on top of it. Um, But I try to pull in from as many sources as I typically can. But I kind of, what I started was was thinking the same way, like, how do I get these press releases or whatever? And I was like, you know what? I don't have to get the press releases. I don't need to cover them. I just need to get people the news and I'll link them. I'm happy to link them to half wheel or dojo or whatever, you know? Right. Because they've got the staff and they've got the know-it-all to do it. So, um, you know, let, let them be the ones to cover it and I'll, I'll send the people there. Right. So do you have relationships with all of these people that you aggregate from? So I have reached out to um, pretty much everyone that I aggregate from. And the only people that I actually have relationships with are the podcast and the, the YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's been very willing and, and excited to be part of it. And they, you know, I, I have conversations with them, but unfortunately the other groups, you know, the bigger sites, uh, I'm still a small fish to most of them. So, you know, I, I don't have a relationship with them per se. I'm hoping that maybe as I grow and hopefully I keep sending them traffic that, you know, I'll be able to develop that relationship, but you know, I'm happy to give them credit and send people there because they're providing value. And, you know, that's, that's fine by me right now. I think you do provide a valuable service because, like I said, there's a ton of news that comes out every week. Not all of it is stuff that the cigar, like, you know, Joe Cigar is going to like, that he needs to know. But you aggregate it, you pull out kind of the weeds, and you get in there, and you give everybody what they want, what they really want. They want the scores, they want the big headline news, and they want to know what they should be smoking. Exactly. You know, and the other thing is, too, is, it's all by diversity. You know, each one of those outlets has their own kind of unique spin on coverage. They have their own, like, I'd say probably brands they align with, you know, and by getting a, you know, a newsletter that has all of them, you're able to kind of pick and choose and and make your own choices and not be kind of swayed one way or another by one outlet, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So I'm going to give you a chance to plug 
uh, the blend. How can somebody sign up for the blend right now? Like, like, let's say they're listening to this podcast. They're on the interwebs. Direct them where to go to sign up. So if you want to sign up for the blend, you go to uh, www.theblend.news. It is not a .com. It is a .news, but it's short and sweet. You go, you sign up there, you put your email in, and then every Monday, um, usually later in the afternoon to early evening, I'll, I send out the, the blend, which will have the previous week's kind of coverage. And that's, that's the easiest way to, to join up. How many subscribers do you have right now? So we are close to scratching 1,000 subscribers right now. That is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That is, that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really tricky. Sometimes it slows down. Sometimes it speeds up. It, I will say it's really, really hard to build something in cigars because of the lack of ability to advertise. Um, I'm in a lot of groups with people that are building newsletters and other, other niche industries and stuff. And I always try to kind of take inspiration from them and learning from them. But they get to do stuff like run Google AdWords campaigns or Facebook ads or Instagram ads. And you can't do that in cigars. And actually, I, I'm actually just my my full account uh, across Facebook and Instagram is blocked from advertising altogether now. Yeah. Um, because I tried and I tried to understand their policies and, and get blocked. So it's been a challenge to grow and, and, and to pick up those subscribers. So, you know, it's been trying to find other ways to, to, to get the name out there and to meet people and, and get people to sign up. You, you really do have to get creative with it as a creator, uh, content creator in the cigar uh, industry because they, they limit you. And if you, are, if you are promoting the use of tobacco or tobacco products, you are automatically persona non grata uh, uh, when it comes to advertising. They don't want your money. They don't need your money. And they won't take your money. 100%. But they'll still put the, uh, the little buttons everywhere that say sponsor this post, boost this post, but you can't yeah. use it. <laughs> well, right. Unless you're a cigar aficionado. Yeah. Yeah. Which irks me. I, I get it. We're small fish in a big, in a, in a, in a big ocean. I get it. But still it's, it's kind of, you know, it's a slap in the face to content creators that we, we don't have the means to do that. We can't fight, you know, the evil corporation, so to speak, which I'm and not saying cigar aficionado is evil. I'm just saying they're huge. And that's part side. of the, part of the blend too, is like a part of my view for it is like, Obviously, every podcast and YouTube video can't go plug a hundred other podcasts and YouTube videos. Some people don't even want to, you know, they, they're, it's kind of com competitive. But with the blend, really, I'm hoping like, hey, if I can grow the blend, then I can help everyone else grow um, be, because you're getting all these other people in there. And and not everyone's big. There's some some people that I cover that, you know, have YouTube channels with you know, only maybe a couple hundred subscribers, maybe under a hundred, but they may have good content or they're a really cool person. And so I'd be glad to put you, put them in there. I'm going to keep trying to do that with as much time as <laughs> I'm allowed. I know you had asked earlier, like how long it takes, but it's like, honestly, when I started this, I told my wife, I'm like, oh yeah, this will take like a couple hours a week. And really it, it's like, you know, the newsletter in itself is probably, you know, it's the large part of my Sunday evening into early Monday morning is, is putting the newsletter together, you know, to make sure the content's relevant. And then like we were talking about earlier, Instagram, Instagram takes so much time just to like post and interact. And, you know, you, you layer in discord groups and Reddit and it's like, I feel like I, I can't even keep up with everything, but I really want to talk to people and like, you know, keep learning, but it's like, it's so hard to keep up. It is. So how do you juggle that? I mean, I think this is good insight for any content creators. How do you, how do you juggle those relationships? Uh, how do you juggle your time management when you're, when you're trying to your best to get content out, 
and you're and you're trying to to make these relationships and you're trying to grow the brand, all of these different things that content creators have to do on a daily basis that most people don't see and they don't understand. They just turn on a podcast or they just open your newsletter and they read it and they don't really think about the time that it takes to come up with this kind of content. It takes a lot of time. How do you manage that? Because I like you talk about your wife. There has to be there has to be days. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so we we had we had a uh, our daughter just turned uh, one a little while ago. She's thirteen. Oh, well, happy month, so, uh, happy birthday to her. Thank you. Yeah. So I mean, so that was the other part about this is like I'm a new dad, um, and so that takes time. And you know, my wife has been incredibly patient, um, incredibly supportive. Um, she she proofreads and tests the links of the newsletters before they go out, <laughs> um, which is awesome. But I mean. <laughs> you know, she supports coming coming out here and smoking and, and, you know, taking the pictures and, and, and kind of having these conversations. And so a big part of it is having a supportive spouse. I'll say that first and foremost. And Agreed. You know, Sabrina, 100%. 100%. Yeah, Sabrina, my wife, thank you. Uh, you know, I'm sure she'll listen to this. I'll force her to listen to this. <laughs> Just so uh, you get the props for saying thank you to her. Exactly. I'll be yeah, like, listen, yeah. listen for that Easter egg. I would but, absolutely um, do the same thing. <laughs> but for the, so there's a couple things for like the creator. So like, uh, for the, for me, the newsletter, first and foremost, I've told myself like, Hey, no matter what you have to get this out. So even if, even if it's something that, you know, I'm not 110% proud of, or I don't think it's the best like product, I always, always will get it out, you know, because sometimes I don't have the time or sometimes like I'm having a rough week, there's stuff going on at home or whatever. And but I, but since I've launched it, which was, I launched the blend mid November, I have sent one every Monday without fail, you know, no matter what. So I think, you know, just getting that, telling yourself like this will go out, I will make sure that it is out. And I, I meet my promise of sending it out that that's the most important thing Yep. for the other stuff, like social media. Like I said, that's a big part about, you know, at least growing in this industry. And so like I said, I have Slack this past week, but having like a scheduling app where you can like queue up some posts in advance, you know, oftentimes I'll like smoke a cigar or I may smoke a couple cigars in a day. I will always like try to take notes about the kind of the cigar. I'll take a picture and then I'll sort of just like upload that and kind of have like content to pull from. So that way you're not like, you're not scrambling. You're like, oh, I haven't posted in like a day. I need to go like take a picture of cigars. Like, that's where it gets stressful versus, oh, hey, I've got like a library of, you know, 15 cigars that I've smoked and I have notes in my phone so I can post about them. You know, that takes the stress away from that equation and scheduling them in advance kind of lets you kind of like puts you on autopilot, if you will. Yeah. But I think really that those are the two things for me and I'm still learning how to execute. You know, I've got a full-time job. Like I said, I'm I'm a new dad. You know, I also do like, consulting. And, and, and so it's really like uh, my days are kind of saturated with, with doing, um, and you have to be willing to kind of sacrifice a lot of the stuff that you may like to do, but not get to like, I, I'm a video gamer, but I, I, I don't even know I can call myself that anymore because I barely get to play. Yep. So, I, um, I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> you know, my friends are all big gamers and they're like, Oh, you haven't been on. And I'm like, I've just been too busy. So part of it is sacrifice too. No, it, it really is. You sacrifice time with your friends, time with your family, but the flip side to that is you do get to meet a lot of great people and you get to cultivate some of these relationships. And you've done a great job of cultivating relationships with B&Ms in the business that do some uh, online selling and you've been able to parlay that into some great discounts 
for your readers, for your newsletter subscribers. Talk about how some of that comes about. Is it awkward for you to go to go up to a, a B&M owner and say, hey, can we get a discount for the readers? So what I usually do, and so I do a spotlight every week, um, well, I, almost every week. Like that's one of those things that sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work out. There isn't a spotlight. But I, I basically do a spotlight every week and it could be a store, it could be a community, it could be a podcast, YouTube video, you name it. And usually... I stumble across them. It might be someone that I've, I've made a purchase with or someone's told me about. And I'm like, hey, this would be something cool to tell the readers about. And so I do the spotlight, but usually I reach out and I say, hey, do you want to be in the blend? You know, I have a spotlight section. I would love to put you in there. And they'll be like, well, how much does it cost? And I'm like, oh, it doesn't cost anything. Like, you know, I'm just trying to provide value. But I will say like, if you want to get, you know, the, the subscribers to your site, it would incent, you know, you should incentivize them with a discount. And that's kind of the approach I always take is like, you don't have to offer a discount. You know, I'm not, I'm not requiring that of anyone, but if you want people to come to your site, if you have a, if you have a promo code, chances are you'll get people there faster. But, but those brick and mortars too, I, I like, I like getting them in there. And I, I wish more people would send me good ones to put there because this past year, I think for a lot of brick and mortars have been very hard because it, they've had to really shift to, to being online and to doing online sales, shipping lots of products. So it's been a tough year. And for them to go to head to head with like the Titans of cigar retail, you know, it, it's, it's like an uphill battle. So any kind of edge or, you know, a little benefit that you can give these guys, you know, I, I love doing it. I relish it, you know? Um, and, and that's why that's kind of where the spotlight started. And I think the, one of the first ones I ever put in actually the first two, were Oxford Cigars in down in Florida, um, and then Nickel City Cigars um, out in Buffalo. And those are the first two that I did, and I still have relationships with those guys. I talk to Lucas from Oxford Cigar all the time. He has been a huge advocate for the blend, and he's really been like someone I've leaned on. And you know, Tom, actually, both Toms from um, Nickel City have been great. There's so many awesome guys out there doing business, and I'd love to get them kind of, you know, get more eyes on their businesses. Well, not to spoil anything, but I'm trying. I'm gonna get, try to get Lucas on uh, from Oxford uh, Cigars here pretty quick. I, like a lot of things are just up in the air right now for me, and I'm like scheduling things is weird. Like we talked about somebody that that has so like <laughs> so two people have said literally in the last two weeks you need to get this gentleman on the show. So I need to reach out to him as well. But Lucas, I do want to get Lucas on. I've already talked to him. He's all in. He's like, yes, absolutely. Just give me a time. And I literally just have to find the time to sit down. Like we had to reschedule a couple of times because of some things that, that went on here uh, that were out of my control. And so I appreciate you being flexible. So I, it, it is a lot, but you do have these great relationships with these guys. And they're like, yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you this, this uh, promo code. And you have like something from Oxford almost all the time. It's like every time I open the newsletter, I'm like, oh, that, that, there's something from Oxford. Yeah. So Lucas has become a good friend. And so a lot of times too, is like, it's a platform for him to kind of, to, to do a little, I want to say like marketing, like if he's got like something, he's like, Hey, I've got these cigars, you know, people want them. He's, he, you know, he's a smaller shop. And so it's a great place to be like, Hey, you know, I know that the people that subscribe to the newsletter want them and you have them. So let's get them out there. Let's do a, Let's do a promotion. And he's done some really like deep discounted stuff, like 20, 25% off. You know, we, we've had some really good things that, you know, in there, you know, he's a lot of the warped releases, stuff like that. Yeah, when the new Maestro uh, De, or Del Tiempo came out, 
uh, I don't remember the number. I'm old. Forgive me, guys. 6102R, I there think. There you go, 6102R. That sounds right. Uh, when that came out, I had already bought some, and then you showed up on Keepers of the Flame, and you're like, I got this code for Oxford. <laughs> uh, you can get, you know, the Maestro's El Tiempo, and I'm like, done. And so I did, and they came, like, here's, so when I order online, there's a couple of things that I always look for. And the number one thing is how they package it. Is it taken care of? Do they understand that the USPS is not going to take care of it so that they have to take care of it in the packaging and how they send it? And he did, like, it had a bovida. It was extremely well packaged. Uh, and so I'm like, well, I'm definitely ordering from this guy again because he gets it. And not everybody does. Yep. And there. There are some online retailers that are strictly online retailers that just do not get it. Well, that's the thing is like you that that's kind of the line in the sand is there's like volume retailers where it's all about, you know, very, very slim margins. But then you have the brick and mortar retailers, these guys that are smaller and they pride themselves in like really, really good customer experience. And so, you know, Oxford Cigar is one of those where it's like, like you said, it's like, hey, you know, you're going to get a handwritten card. You're going to get, you know, um, a Bovita pack. You know, they're going to be well packaged. They're going to be well taped, the box. You know, it's like that is is part of the, you know, part of the allure of these, you know, these shops. And actually to say like to give, you know, I think really for me, what turned the corner with like Lucas at Oxford Cigars is, you know, back in, I want to say it was six months ago now, my wife, my daughter and I, we all had COVID. And so my, my daughter was like, I think six months, seven months. Um, so it was like a scary time and I had to bring my daughter to the emergency room. She was like, had a crazy fever. Like, um, it was bad. And so I'm in this emergency room and my, you know, seven month, my seven month old daughter is, is sleeping on me. And, um, you know, I, I'm messaging Lucas on Instagram about the HBC black Friday cigars. And, <laughs> uh, and it was just like, I was something to do like I, in the ER as I, I, I needed something. And, um, He's like, well, I don't have them, but let me see if I can get them. And he reached out to the HBC rep and he literally got a box for me. And it was like, this is the coolest thing ever. This, this guy did not have to do that. He, he gave me a huge discount on it because like of like basically what was going on in my life. And he sent me like a really, really nice card when I did it, when, when I got it. And like that for me, it was like, this guy's legit. This is, this is the kind of store that I want to shop from, you know? And I, I, I remember that it was like, it was just like such a cool experience. Yeah, for sure. I, I like the handwritten card. It doesn't have to have, you know, something extremely personal, just a thank you. It's a handwritten thank you. And I, that's been lost for the last 15 years, I think, in society. Do you remember, like when I grew up, my mom was like, you have to, you have to send a thank you card. Somebody gives you a gift. Somebody comes to a party. Somebody does whatever. You have to send them a thank you card. Yep. It's, you know, I'm still terrible at that when it comes to getting gifts and sending oh, anything. Yeah, yeah, I have too. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but, I am, but I like it when retailers do it because it's just that little extra mile that that not everybody does. Yep, exactly. Exactly. You know, so shout out to Lucas for that. But shout out to all the retailers do it. You know, Nickel City does it. They pack the thing so well, like it takes me an hour to open the, the package. Uh, Todd, <laughs> for, uh, Todd over at Wooden Indian Tobacco, uh, you know, he does a great job. I've gotten a bunch of stuff from them. You know, so there's, there's so many retailers out there. Cigar art in Texas. Um, I've bought stuff from them. There, there's just so many. I and I could go on and on naming. Yeah, there's there's a ton. So what's coming up next for the blend? Do you have any any big plans for the blend? Are you going to be out there at events now that things are starting maybe to calm down from the Rona? Maybe not. Who knows? So 
You got, you got plans? Uh, I am evaluating potentially attending TPE. I don't know. Uh, you know, this is going to be part of getting my wife's buy-in. We'll see. I got approved for a press pass, so that was cool. So potentially getting out the TPE, but I am planning an event right now, which I, I obviously would love to plug here. Uh, go for it. 100%. What's coming up? So I'm planning an event called Smoked. I, I mentioned a bit about last summer where I was having guys over for whiskey, smoked meats, and cigars. And, you know, they kept saying, like, we got to do this bigger, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, with COVID, you know, knock on wood, getting a little bit better, people getting vaccinated. I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to do this. I've got the blend now. So I, you know, May 22nd out here in New England in Massachusetts, I'm, I'm hosting an event. And basically you get cigars, you get whiskey, you get uh, all you can eat barbecue. It's basically a big smoke style event. Um, you know, it's on May 22nd. And so I'm ramping up for that. So that is that is the next big venture for for the blend, um, you know, and if, if you want to learn more about that, you can go to www.wesmoked.com. www.wesmoked.com. That's awesome. That's huge. I wish I would have known about that. I've already bought tickets to the uh, Queen City Cigar Fest uh, in Charlotte for the May 19th through the 23rd. Oh, damn. So, you look, I would have I definitely been trying to lure you out. I mean, I figured because of this is a new event, I'm like, you know, I got to pull in a lot of the local people, but I'm hoping that, you know, once we get this one, you know, kind of off the ground that hopefully this will be a regular thing, you know, maybe a two time a year, one time a year, hopefully two times a year thing. But right now I'd at least like to do it yearly. No, that sounds like that'd be a fun time. Like that's right. That's in my wheelhouse. It's like one day all like you're smoking, you're drinking, you're eating like that. That's in my wheelhouse. I could do that. Yeah. That's a, you know, that's a weekend. You can't go wrong. You know, you get cigars barbecue and drinks, you know, plus there's going to be vendors there like coffee vendors, beer, um, Sazerac companies out to do like tastings of, you know, Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare, um, Sazerac Rye. So it, it, it should be a good time. You know, I'm doing giveaways. I, I've been working, you know, pretty hard on getting sponsors and, and brands involved. So it should be, it should be a good time. That's awesome. Give that website one more time. Uh, www.wesmoked.com. There you go. www.wesmoked.com. Sign up for the blend newsletter. Go to theblend.news, put in your email address, and you too uh, will know about all this stuff and everything about it. This is, it, it's a, such a great newsletter because it does have deals. It has the reviews. It has all the news that you want, not all of the fluff you, you don't. Evan takes the time to go through it. I, I highly encourage all of our listeners to go to theblend.news and sign up for that. And if you're going to be in the New England area uh, May 22nd this year, check out this. Uh, what, are you, you, what are you calling it? Smoked. smoked. I like that. It's simple. Just one word. <laughs> smoked. Uh, check that out at www.wesmoked.com. All of this will be in the show notes at the bottom. Uh, so make sure that you click those links. Go support Evan. Evan, thank you so much for taking the time to be on Simply Stogies. I really do appreciate it, sir. Thank you so much for having me. And everyone, you know, go go to buy a coffee for, for James. You know, he is someone that is very active. He has been, a you know, one of my supporters for a long time. You know, he's been someone that I've been able to ask questions and he's supported me on you know Instagram and all that stuff. So, you know, James, thank you again for having me on and, you know, please guys, you know, he puts out a great product. So I'm, I'm imploring you to go support him. So I, thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. That means a lot. I, Cause a lot of this, like I do this for fun. I don't do this to make money. I, you do this for fun. This is your passion. It's our passion. We, we enjoy the hobby and it's great to meet all these different people from all these different backgrounds and all these different walks of life that come together in celebration of this, this plant that we all love. Indeed. Indeed. It is the, it is the, 
central thing that brings all of us together. You know, it is the great equalizer as uh, I think Glenn loops likes to say. So again, uh, Evan, thank you so much. Uh, hopefully we'll see you down the road and have you back on catch up with you. I would love to. And if you guys ever need anything, you know where to find me. Perfect. Uh, everyone that's going to do it uh, this week. Join me next time. when I'm not quite sure what I'll be talking about, but I promise it'll be simply Stogies. Stay smoky friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Please rate and review Simply Stogies on iTunes. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies.